Welcome to Life Church. We are an ex 242 community, a family on a mission to bring the life of Jesus to Warrington. We hope you're ready to hear what God has to say to you today through His Word and by His Spirit. Wow. Thank you. So great to be here. It's good here, isn't it? No, like it really is good. So I like travel around the country and also a little bit of the world and I get into lots of churches and I get up and I'm like, wow, it's good here. And often I'm lying, yeah? Because it it's not good. It's rubbish, yeah? But it was good this morning. Did you like it this morning? It's good, wasn't it? Really great. So I'm um, such a privilege to be here and I feel like God's put something on my heart that I would love to communicate to you. I hope everyone can understand my Scottish accent. Is there anyone here from Scotland? Anyone? Are you really from Scotland? Seriously, which bit of Scotland are you from? Oh. So, um, <laughs> full respect to you. Yeah, let's not get into a fight. Um, Glasgow, wow, it's good. That's good. I'm from Edinburgh. The, um, that, that's like the nice, the nice bit. And... Uh, <laughs> Only joking. So, I do want to just mention one thing, and that is that um, in about five weeks' time, I'm going to be um, at the Edinburgh Fringe um, with a show that's like a lot of fun, a lot of comedy, a lot of humor, but um, in the middle, we bring the gospel message, and right there, our venue is really close to Edinburgh Castle, right in the center of the fringe. Lots of people ask me, why are you doing that? Why do you do that? And the answer is simply this, is that when I was 15, I used to go up to the fringe as a young lad and would watch all these comedians absolutely slagging Jesus off, ripping Christianity apart, making fun of all the church and the cross and Jesus. And I remember as a young 15-year-old saying, one day I'm going to be on that stage and I am going to lift up the name of Jesus. I'm going to lift up his name. And I'm so excited that I get the opportunity to have a lot of fun, but then put the cross in the center place and like right there in the darkness, most of you will know that. At the Edinburgh Fringe, there's a lot of humor about a lot of really dodgy things and a lot of sexual stuff, a lot of swearing. A lot. It's a dark place. But God has asked me to be a light in a dark place. And it is such a privilege to put the cross right there in the middle and see people responding. So if you would be like, wow, I would like to pray for you for that, Mark. You're going to be there 80% of the crowd's going to be non-Christians. I'd like to pray. Then when we're at the end, come and see me. And I've got a little card. And basically every Thursday, we send out a little email that just tells you what I'm doing, where I am. And if you sign up for it, you'll get my little email that just tells you, listen, pray. And please, I need as many Christians praying as possible because the fringe is crazy. Yeah? People come in and they are weird, yeah? 
I know that everyone here is not weird, but, well, most people here are not weird, but, oh, man, you get a lot of unusual characters, but do you know what? It is a massive privilege. So, it is brilliant to be here, and I want to pray for you. At the end of this talk, I am wanting to pray for you. Each one of you, I want to pray for you. I am... I love sort of kind of like saying to people, what can I pray for you for? And I was on a train recently, and basically it was a crowded train, and I started chatting with this guy, and this guy had a lot of issues. And I just said to him in this crowded train, I says, can I pray for you? And when I said that, he was like, thank you, thank you, please. And he fell on his knees, and he put his arms out like this. And then everyone in the train was looking. And I was like, oh, I'm going to have to up my prayer game. You know what I mean? I can't just be like, yeah, Jesus, whatever. Yeah, I've got to give a proper prayer now. And I, and I prayed for him. And then this pastor was telling me that he was preaching in his church recently. And he says, oh, Mark, when I'm preaching, I get really sweaty. He goes, I get really sweaty when I'm preaching. And at the end of the message, he called people forward and says, I want to pray for you. And about six or seven people came to the front. And the first person fell on their knees, went down on their knees. And so everybody else looked and they all went down on their knees. And he came off the stage and he prayed for this man. And he prayed for him and he was passionately praying. And when he pulled his hand off him, the guy's wig came off in his hand. He got the man's wig in his hand. And then he was like trying to get rid of it. And he could not get the wig off. So he just had to pray for the other people with the wig. Just imagine, just like, oh, just like, oh, that is gross. So hopefully we'll have no wig issues this morning. But I want to pray for you. And I want to pray from Ephesians chapter 3. And Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 14, this is what the Bible says. For this reason, so Paul is speaking. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his Spirit, in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God, now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Paul was, wow, what a prayer. What a prayer. And I've got three things that I want to pray for you today. 
the first thing that I want to pray is that you would open up to his flow of supernatural strength. That you would open up to his flow of supernatural strength. I pray that out of all the glorious riches, he would strengthen you. You see, I am so aware today in a room like this, that there are people that have got challenges, there are people that have got a lot of busyness in their life, big decisions. Next week you've got a lot going on, you've got a lot of things to navigate. Many of you hold responsible jobs, many of you have got tough situations that you're facing this week. And I wish that I could just come and in the name of Jesus, pray a a magic wand prayer and all your troubles were taken away. But you know what? I can't do that. But what I can do is pray that God would fill you with his strength. That God would fill you with his energy. That God would fill you with his spirit. That you would be able to overcome all things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. This is good. You see, I'm... I want to say that God wants your inner man to be strengthened. There is no enemy or obstacle in our lives today that we cannot overcome through Christ. Wow. I am, a few years ago, I I went on this hike that's called um, the Three Peaks. And basically we climbed the three highest mountains in UK, and the one in Scotland, the one in England, the one in Wales, and we did it in 24 hours. Oh man, if you read the websites for this, it tells you, make sure you get a driver, make sure you drive, get someone to drive you from each mountain. But myself and my two mates, Mike and Nigel, we were like, nah, we don't need that, we can do this. That was a bad idea. We drove from the mountain. We were absolutely shattered. We were so tired. The first mountain we did was Scotland. And I don't know if you know this, but God lives in Scotland, yeah? And so when I was going up the mountain, it was easy. I got to the mountaintop. Jesus spoke to me. It's like, wow, beautiful. Sailed down. It was glorious, yeah? And then... I had to go to England, yeah? And I was, ah. And the English mountain is a tough mountain. And we were climbing it at 3 a.m. 3 a.m. And the peak is so far away. And the, ah, the ground is so difficult. The terrain is hard. And we were really flagging. And we were like, oh, man, I'm so tired. And we kept looking at this mountaintop. And we thought, oh, we can't do it. And we're like, stop for some food. We stop for some food. Don't know if you've ever had any of that mountain food where it's packets in a rucksack. And on it, it says lasagna. Just add hot water, yeah? That is a lie from Satan, yeah? That it does not turn it into lasagna. It turns it into hot water with a bit of powder in it, yeah? And we were eating all this stuff. We were eating the lasagna. We were eating chocolate bars. We had some stuff. We were like absolutely tired out our minds. But then, do you know what? After a few minutes, we started to feel a bit more energized. And we looked out again, and the mountain was still as far away. The terrain was still as difficult. But something had changed, and that was what was going on on the inside. 
Here it is, my friend. Your week ahead, your tough stuff. It might not change. And at the end of the service, God might not have taken it all away. But I believe that there are people that can leave this place saying, do you know what? God, you have put a spirit of an overcomer inside me. I'm going to be able to get through this week. I'm going to be able to deal with some stuff because I have been energized by the power of God. That my inner being would be full of the glory of God. That whatever you face, whatever trouble, whatever difficulty you've got ahead of you, you're going to be able to take it on in the name of Jesus. I'm like, wow. I remember like, wow, that fuel stop changed me on the inside. And wouldn't it be awesome to think that the fuel stop today, that I pray for you, that you get energized on the inside, that people that are facing financial difficulties this week would be able to come good because God filled them with strength. People that have got difficult conversations, family situations, work scenarios, that you are like, wow, the presence of God has energized me to take on my world this week. Amen. 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 I'm, I'm open for that. I am open for that. The second thing is, I want to be open to his superlative love. How high, how wide, how deep is his love? Um, this bit's got nothing to do with my sermon, but I just thought I'd chuck it in. When I did the Edinburgh Fringe last year, you know, like, heckle now none of you are heckling me because you're all lovely nice people but when you do the show people shout out random things at you when you're doing your show and the weirdest heckle I've ever had was last year I was doing the Edinburgh Fringe I was doing my show and someone near the back a big Scottish guy he got a massive beard yeah and I think he was called Morag and he was there and he shouted out from the back right he just shouted always put a bit of salt in your pot noodle. That was like his heckle. As if that was burning inside him and he just needed to get it out. Always put a bit of salt in your pot noodle. What is that? I mean, is everyone in agreement here that pot noodles are absolutely rank, yeah? They are disgusting, yeah? Is there anyone willing to confess that they actually quite like a pot noodle? Oh, oh my goodness. Dude, what is your favorite pot noodle? The green one. Exactly. You don't even call Green. It's green. I don't really know what's in it. It's green. That is awesome. That is absolutely brilliant. If I was right in the directions on the side of a pot noodle, this is what I would write, yeah? Step one, pull back the lid, take out the sachet. Step number two, fill the hot water up to the line. Step number three, leave for two minutes. Step number four, during those two minutes, have a think to yourself, why has your life got to such a low ebb? Yeah, why has your life come to such a horrendous, dark place that you're about to consider eating a chicken and mushroom pot noodle, yeah? Step number five, get the pot noodle, shove it in the bin. Step number six, get a sausage roll from Greg's. Amen. Oh, wow. Little bit terrifying that Greg's got more claps than Jesus, yeah? Just saying, just saying. Anyway, sorry, I digress. Um, so, that you 
will be filled with his, open to his superlative love. Open to his superlative love. Guys, I'm going to be honest now. You see, we've all got stuff going on. I was praying earlier, and I thought about the great amount of people in this room. And I think about the mess that can be in our lives, the wreckage. You see, uh, my dad, he lived up in the north of Scotland for a long time, a place called Fraserburgh, which is just above Aberdeen. And I call it Fraserburgh, yeah, because it is always freezing. But these beautiful beaches, there's these wonderful beaches, big, white, glorious beaches. And the last time I was up there, there had been um, some guys, some young lads had got a car and they'd driven it through the villages and then they drove it onto the beach and they set it on fire. And you came across this beautiful white beach and then on this beach there was this wreckage, this horrible sight of this burnt out car that was on this beautiful beach. And around it, there were scars where the car and the oil had gone onto the beach, and it was a real eyesore. And then just a little while after that, there was this massive storm. I mean, my dad and me, we went out into the storm, and the waves were enormous. It was wild. And then a few days after that, we went on this beach. And unbelievably, what had happened is that the waves had been so big and so strong that they had come in and they'd actually lifted up this wreckage and taken it off the beach. And there was not even a scar on the sand. You could not even see where the wreckage had been. Oh, my friend, every one of us has got brokenness. Every one of us has got that wreckage on the sand. But we are here today. You maybe watched us worshiping. And you wonder why we put our hands up. You wonder why we get so passionate. It is because of the glorious, wonderful wave of God's forgiveness that comes and washes over our soul, picks up absolutely all of our brokenness and our wreckage and carries it and takes it away. That, wow, when Jesus died on the cross, you know, I got a bit emotional when Nick was leading worship. I was looking at that cross. When Jesus died on the cross, what he did was he made a way possible that all of our brokenness, all of our disaster, all of our struggle, all of our troubles would be picked up. Nothing is too big. Nothing is too great. Nothing is too horrific. That the wave of God's forgiveness would come and pick it up and wipe you completely clean. Wash you completely clean. And when I was praying, I, I felt God speak to me about some people that maybe feel like they've had a bit of work with God and the wreckage has been taken. But you feel like you've still got that scar on your soul. You've still got that memory of that pain. Somebody in the room, the brokenness, it, it causes you so much angst and so much pain when you think about what has happened to you. But you know what I want to tell you is this. 
This is not counseling now. This is not self-help now. This is what Jesus did on the cross. That not only does he pick up the wreckage and the brokenness, but he wipes your soul completely clean. That there's not even a scar. There's not even a mark. There's not even a memory. There's not even a little trace. He picks it all up and washes you completely clean. Amen. Ah, I don't know. My kids, yeah, they're... They're like super cool now and like, you know, when their Christmas comes, they ask for presents and my son says to me, I want apple, I want apple for my Christmas. I'm like, son, when I was a kid, I got apple. But what I mean is an actual apple, yeah? I got an actual apple for my Christmas. And uh, when my son was little, we got him. Do you remember like Etch-a-Sketches? Can anybody remember Etch-a-Sketch? And for those of you that are like, no, it's like you... You used to draw on something and then you were able to like wipe it completely clean. And you would draw your drawings and then the kind of game was that you could wash it clean. And then my son, the worst moment as a dad is when your little boy, he was five and he's drawn something and he's so proud and he comes up and he's like, dad, dad, dad. And you're looking at it. You've not got a clue what it is. You're looking at it and you're like, oh. You've drawn daddy a rocket. And he's like, no, a giraffe. And he's like, no, daddy, it's you. Oh, come on. That does not look like me. And then, of course, he's having a go, but then he's able to just, like, make it completely clear. And, you know, every single one, wherever you're sitting, we're trying our best. We're having a go. We're trying to live our life as best as we can. And we make mistakes. And we have regrets. And we do stuff that we wish we'd never done. And we say things. And we hurt people we never meant to hurt. And we break promises that we never ever thought we would break. But the wonderful thing about this story is that Jesus comes and he washes it all completely clean. That we can go out of this place And our souls are washed clean because of the wave of God's forgiveness. So I want you to be open to his inner strength. I want you to be open to his wave of forgiveness. And I finally want you to be open to his supreme power. And we're going to pray at the end. And I have been getting myself built up for this next few sacred moments because I believe that God wants to do some powerful things. You see, God is awesome and powerful and glorious. And we need to become open to his supreme power. We need to be open that God will do mighty, awesome, and glorious things. We all know the theology of how it works that God doesn't always answer prayer and we've got to do it in God's timing and we get all that and I believe in all that, but I also believe that there are moments when God changes everything. When God does a miracle, when God gets involved in your life and turns a situation around. Wow. We need to be open. God, I want to be open to your supreme power. I want to be open. I want to ask you some big things. I believe, God, that you can do big things. I am 
a few years ago, well, a lot of years ago, because I'm getting old now, but a lot of years ago, an American church, a big, big American church, got in touch with me and invited me to go out to America and to preach. And I was about 28 years old, and I was like a young evangelist, and it's like, what a privilege. And I went out there, and on the Sunday, this massive American church, and I preached my best, I did my best. And then they said, on Wednesday, you're going to meet the missions board, and we would like you to put, like, a question to us. We ask for some resource, and we would like to do that with you. And I was like, yes, I'd love that. And so I was in preparation for this missions board, and I thought and prayed about what I was going to ask for, and I decided that I was going to ask them, I don't, I'm not going to muck around. I'm not messing around. I'm going to go in there and I'm going to ask for 200 pounds because I've got these different things that I believe God's told me to do and I'm going to go in there. And I was really like up for it. Wow, I'm going to go in there and I'm just going to say, yeah, 200 pounds, mm, good. And uh, I was outside waiting to go in. They were just doing something else and I was waiting on the outside. And this old great gentleman came past, a great man of God, and he says, oh, Mark, Thank you for your sermon on Sunday. I was like, oh, thank you. And he said, um, can I ask you, what, what are you going to go in there and ask for? And I says, oh, brother, I'm going to go in there and I'm asking for 200 pounds. He looked at me. He says, what, what is wrong with you? I says, what do you mean? He says, this church is one of the biggest in the whole region. He goes, it's a huge church. This mission board have got incredible resources. If you ask for 200 pounds, they will give you 200 pound and you'll go out with 200 pound i'm like yeah i, I know how that works yeah and uh, it's like don't do that you, you need to go away and i would think you need to think bigger you need to think bigger i went away and we got this project where we used to take young people away to different places and we used to preach and see many of them get saved and god like says i'm going in and i went into that missions council and i stood before them and i asked for for £10,000 for this project. And they all said, a little discussion. They went, Mark, we would love to give you £10,000. They didn't even skip a beat. We'd love to give you 10000 And because I'm Scottish, I was like, oh, why didn't I ask for £20,000? Why didn't I? You see, we come before an awesome, powerful supreme and mighty God. We come and we ask for little. And God's like, I was ready to give you big. I was ready to give you way more than you can dream or imagine. God is ready. He's ready to give you wonderful and powerful things. And yet we come in and we ask for 200 pound and God's like, I was ready to give you way more than that. We've got to understand when we come before God. God is awesome and majestic and powerful and glorious. Do we believe that God could heal you today? Yes, we do. Do we believe that God could meet your financial challenges? Yes, we do. Whatever it is, you come before a holy God and God will meet you in a glorious way. I don't know if one or two of the musicians could come and join me. This church is so kind. You wait. I'm often preaching in big churches and I'm preaching and then suddenly there's a keyboard player just starts playing behind me, yeah? And that's like the church's way of saying, okay, we're finished now, yeah, yeah. 
you're done, yeah? And I thought that was bad, but now my wife's got one at home, yeah? And she starts playing it. We're done here, yeah? You can finish now. But it's nice to see you, Nick. I think God wants to do some amazing things. I think God wants to do something glorious. So why don't we bow our heads in the presence of God? And as every head's bowed, I just believe that there are some people here and you have some brokenness, some wreckage. I believe that there's a scar on your soul. And in a few moments, we're going to move the service on. But I just want to take a moment. Like, you say, Mark, I've got some pain. I've got some hurt. Mark, I've got some wreckage. And I'm going to pray that the beautiful wave of God's forgiveness would come crash over your soul and pick up that brokenness and that wreckage and take it take the scar so in the presence of God with every head's bowed this will take a lot of courage all I'm going to do is count to three if that's you wherever you are whether you're up in the balcony or in this main hall I'm going to ask you to stand and I'm going to pray And then I'm going to ask you to sit back down. But in that moment of you standing, we're going to pray that God's love, the forgiveness, the mercy and the grace of God would come and wipe away your brokenness, your pain, your hurt, your mess in Jesus' name. So wherever you are, I'm going to ask you to stand if that's you on three. One, two, three. That's good. That's good. That's good. Brilliant. Takes a bit of courage, but somebody needs to join these and just stand up. So just take that courage and just stand. Stand with ease now. That's good. Father God, Holy God, your grace, your grace, your mercy, your forgiveness is bigger and greater than anything that we've got going on. And I pray for my friends that are standing now that the beautiful wave of God's grace and forgiveness would come and wash over their souls right now and pick up the wreckage, pick up the brokenness, pick up the pain and just pick it up and just completely take it away. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your forgiveness. We thank you for your goodness that comes, your mercy, your grace that is sufficient for us right now in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord, for the deep work that you are doing in our hearts in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. Grab the
Grab your seat for a minute. Well, I've got a passionate prayer in my heart that we would come before God, that we would ask Him for some stuff and that God would hear us. We come before a resourceful, powerful God. So I'm gonna, I've got a prayer. I've got a passionate prayer. One of them is going to be that, God, you are doing something amazing in Warrington. The last time I came here, I was at the hotel. Now we're in a bigger venue. Now there are more people. Now there are lots of people I've never seen before. God is on with something here. And my bigger prayer is that salvation would spring up in this community in the name of Jesus, rippling right across this community, and that many would be rescued many would be saved in the name of Jesus I'm praying for I'm praying for broken people and I'm praying for sorted people and I'm praying for families and I'm praying for people that are not in families I'm praying that there would be a multitude of salvations in this next season amen that's going to be my prayer for you but I'm also going to pray that you would be open to his supreme power so like um, if you're a Christian and you like believe in God, I would say it'd be a good thing to respond to this because God is going to, he's going to hear your prayer. So on three, I'm going to pray a big prayer. So if you are ready for that, I'm going to ask you to stand. I'm going to ask you to put out your hands towards God and I'm going to pray and we're going to believe that God is going to hear our prayer. Amen. Amen. So on three, I'm going to ask you to stand. One, two, three. Amen. Amen. Get your hands up in the air if you feel okay with that. And Father God, holy, holy God, glorious and powerful God, God who created the world, God who created the butterfly, and God who created the elephant, God who made everything. We come before you now, God. Our hands are in the air. We're calling out for many things in this room. Many things. Some people are believing for a healing. And we pray in the name of Jesus that supernatural health would come from heaven. That heaven's health would come for some people in this room. That the glory of God would come in the form of health. That people who are struggling with a doctor would know God. Your powerful move in the name of Jesus. We are praying for financial blessing. We are praying God for jobs. We are praying for resources. We are praying for finance to come in the name of Jesus. We are praying oh God right now that your favor would be on the church. We pray for favor in this community. Holy God, we are praying for salvations in the name of Jesus. Salvations in the name of Jesus. We are praying for communities to be turned around by the light of Jesus. We are praying that God, many, many would come to faith. Holy God. God, we are praying that you would pour your mercy and your grace and that we would know your goodness. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Amen. We've come to the end of this week's message. We hope you've been impacted and inspired. Keep up to date with everything that's happening by visiting our website at www.lifechurchwarrington.com.